we're going to talk about eating shrooms, guys. <laughs> no. But there was actually, sorry, go ahead. It's just going to say it. And we know not everybody loves the mushrooms. Not everybody enjoys the fungus. However, mushrooms, I feel like, have freaking blown up mm-hmm. over the last several years. And I mean, I feel very fortunate because I've happened to always like mushrooms. And when I was vegan, mushrooms were my meat. Right. And now mushrooms are freaking everywhere. So this is a nice topic, too, because now you're going to find out why it's exciting that mushrooms are everywhere and that there's a lot of different ways you can get them into your system thanks to all these new products that they're Mm -hmm. coming out with. So, You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a very interesting, appetizing episode for you today, guys. We are going to discuss why it's so good to add a certain, certain, a certain, a certain plant, no, a certain animal, no, a certain fungus into your diet. There's a fungus among us. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to tell you why you should eat more mushrooms, okay? It's all about benefiting your health. Yes. So, but before we get into that, we got to thank you guys for listening and tuning in every week. And for those new listeners, welcome. Old listeners, welcome back. And thank you for sharing the podcast with a friend because I can see you guys doing it based on our podcast numbers. Um, If you've already shared a podcast, how about you make sure, or shared our podcast, make sure you go and leave that rating review in the Apple Podcast Store or on your preferred podcast app. So, training recaps. You go first. There's a lot of gesticulation happening right now. I know. Trying to keep you... It's like finger guns. Finger guns. Finger popping. Finger popping music. My training recap... Mm -hmm. um, very sporadic this week i started off with a really intense day of like outdoor work and um a jog and then i was not sleeping great and not feeling great for a couple days (laughs) and then i i did i got a couple peloton rides in um a little bit of yoga so better than I, I have been, I kind of had a little chat with myself near the end of the week where I was like, really need to to suck it up and just not give in and feel, you know, having a, having like a cough for essentially three weeks now um, is not fun. No. It's pretty exhausting, to be honest. And um, I just got really tired of it. So this week I just said, screw that. I'm just going to live my life, do what I want to do. And I jumped on the Peloton. And I actually do think that that really helped. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's like a point when you have, um, when you have like a chest cold or something, 
when you can breathe through your nose, you don't need to like, you know, you don't have like a runny nose. There's something really beneficial to getting on a bike and just kind of getting it out of your system. You know, I mean, I end up coughing half the time, but I get off and I'm like, I feel like I'm clear. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got this wonderful, um, endorphin high after your workout and it's just it's a much needed great feeling so yeah if you're recovering from a cold or something don't forget doing like a nice cardio not super high intensity but like a moderate to high intensity is a really good way to sort of flush out your system and like get you back on track yep so it's. I'm actually really excited to get back on the bike. Plus, Peloton's added some new rides. So when are you getting back on the bike? If I get up tomorrow, I actually want to do a scenic ride. Scenic ride. Yeah. So they have new scenic rides that are actually guided with some of the some of my favorites, like Matt Wilpers. Um, and they've got new rides in like. You can do them so that they're either timed or they're distance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like how you track them is is different. And they've got new ones like in Hawaii. Hawaii. So I, I really want to check those out. Nice. So, yeah. So I'll, you want me to wake you up tomorrow is what you're saying? No. Not unless you want to lose a limb. Well, hey, do you want a bike or not? Hey, you want a bike or I not? said... When I wake up, if I wake up. Well, maybe I'll be on the bike before you. Why would you do that? Why would you do that (laughs) to me? Maybe motivate you. Like I said, you want to lose a limb? Mornings, I am not super friendly. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. All right. My train recap, very good. Uh, That was terrible English there. But I had a great training week. Uh, Back to five days this week. Back to my schedule of Peloton Monday. Kettlebell Tuesday, body weight Wednesday, Peloton Thursday, kettlebell Friday. And it worked out very nicely. It was nice Pun and sore. intended. Worked uh-huh. out yep, nicely. It did. I was got the uh the uh, uh the glutes were firing on Tuesday's kettlebell workout. Feel the burn. Uh huh. So I had it I started doing this um this week. I added it into my programming and then uh my my clients were also um, subjected to it. Uh, the <laughs> curtsy, the lateral lunge to curtsy oh, lunge. Curtsy lunge is a so great lunge. Holding a 35-pound kettlebell. So it was pretty pretty serial. I'm a so, big fan of the curtsy mm-hmm. lunge. Yeah, I like it too. So my side butt, yeah. my side glute was really firing this week. Yeah. So it was good. But it was a good week. I think I've got, I don't know if I got 30 minutes in on the Peloton one of these weeks. I mean, one of these days I did, but it was a good week and I want to keep on going. So I've had some pretty serious neck tightness and upper back tightness. So yeah, we had, we had a full on family Theragun (laughs) session earlier where like both Ella and I were holding the Theragun and like working on Nick's shoulder. And I think I need to just start bringing it with me. (laughs) Yeah. Cause Nick is in some Nick's in some pain. Because I mean, I get it done once a week, professionally done, and then I think I need to add it in since you bought me one. I just need to add it in, doing it, you know, hitting myself with it during the week. 
but it was a good training week, week of training, and I'm going to run it back this coming week. So the topic, the main topic of discussion for this week's podcast involves shrooms. Shroomies. We're going to talk about eating shrooms, guys. <laughs> no. But there was actually, sorry, go ahead. It's just going to say it, and we know not everybody loves the mushrooms. Not everybody enjoys the fungus. However, mushrooms, I feel like, have freaking blown up mm-hmm. over the last several years. And I mean, I feel very fortunate because I've happened to always like mushrooms. And when I was vegan, mushrooms were my meat. Right. And now mushrooms are freaking everywhere. So this is a nice topic, too, because now you're going to find out why it's exciting that mushrooms are everywhere and that there's a lot of different ways you can get them into your system thanks to all these new products that they're mm-hmm. coming out with. So woo. So what was the basically the study that you saw that kind of spurred this whole topic? Well, it was it was quite the the headline that caught my attention. It was a study that said eating more mushrooms could lower your cancer risk by 45%. That's a big percentage. Like, that's big. Usually mm-hmm. I get excited if it says, like, 10%. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. But no, no. This is 45%. So it was... Um, I think there's like there's been a lot of studies out about how eating vegetables may reduce cancer risk in some cases, but this study particularly focused on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite, uh, I would guess, sources of great science information and specifically nutrition information, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who's uh, found my fitness. I believe on the social media handles, she, uh, I believe, commented on this study, and it seems, uh, based on her comment, uh, it says, the meta-analysis of 17 studies found that people who consumed 18 grams of mushrooms per day had a 45% reduced risk, cancer risk, excuse me, 45% reduced cancer risk compared to those who did not eat mushrooms. Yes, and it will also say that Um, The strongest relationship between mushroom intake and cancer risk reduction was with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, so they say, I'm going to try a word right now. I don't know. We'll see how how well I do. Uh, Mushrooms are high in ergothionine. Theonine. Ergothionine, which may blunt oxidative stress, specifically in damaged tissues. Uh, they also said that uh, oysters and king boltus mushrooms have the highest dietary source of ergothionine. Uh, but this meta-analysis found that the cons- consumption of any mushroom type was associated with a decreased cancer risk. So yes, ergothionine is an amino acid. Mm-hmm. So that's, they're also very rich in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, though. But this amino acid is 
um, an antioxidant and can help fight free radicals and reduce inflammation. So it should be noted that this meta-analysis was of observational data, which means it's difficult to, to establish causation, but uh, each of the 17 studies were adjusted for many potentially confounding factors which do strengthen the findings. So uh, it may not be, obviously, if you start intaking mushrooms every single meal, that you won't ever have cancer, but it says some good uh, preliminary studies say that might be the case. That could definitely help reduce your risk significantly. I mean, 45%, that's pretty high. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the other stuff that's in mushrooms are also going to do good things for you. Um, mushrooms are a natural source of the mineral selenium, and that is also an antioxidant that reduces the risk of cancer and other chronic diseases. It has rich in B vitamins, riboflavin, niacin, and pantothenic mm -hmm. acid. I got it. There's some others. There's uh, which are good for helping your digestion and maintain healthy skin. That there's another one that uh, our Dr. Ronald Patrick talked about. Uh, mushrooms have oh wait for it oh compounds in mushrooms and promote nerve growth factors in the brain. Promote the synthesis. The synthesis of synthesis. Synthesis. <laughs> the synthesis of nerve growth factors in the brain. Uh, nerve growth factor. Nerve growth factors is a nootropic factor that plays a very important role in the survival of coleogenic neurons. I probably pronounced that You're wrong. Just in the brain. This type of neuron mainly uses the neurotransmitter acetylcholine to communicate with other neurons. Basically, she says mushrooms. Eating mushrooms can also help with improve uh, decline, uh, cognitive decline, can reduce cognitive decline. She said 150 grams of a variety of cooked mushrooms were weekly, if you consume that, had a better neurological, neurophysiological test that had a 50% reduced risk of cognitive decline. So, Well, and you think about like mushrooms, a lot of the, the mushrooms we're seeing come to the markets, and we're not, we're also, I should be somewhat specific in saying we're not really talking about the white button mushrooms when we talk about mushrooms in general mm -hmm. um not all the time sometimes they can be good though they and they're not i mean they they are good but mm -hmm. the ones that have the richer um nutrients in them are they're they're the mushrooms that are, you know, probably brown or that have different textures. You know, there's color, there's there's like a whole sensation. It's not I kind of look at white button mushrooms as like the styrofoam of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Like they're good, but they're just sort of like they're like the bland version. And then there's so many different types of mushrooms. We're seeing a lot of mushrooms that are adaptogens. Mm -hmm. I mean, Four Sigmatic has a whole library yep. and like education series about all of these different amazing mushrooms and they're taking them and putting them in drinks and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, mushrooms really do have um, a lot of, of great benefits. They're also high in potassium um, which is good for 
uh, basically the muscles and nerve function and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So there's loads of information about vitamin D and how a lot of us, surprisingly, are vitamin D deficient. Mm -hmm. Um, Why would that be surprisingly, you say? Because I think everybody says, well, as long as I go outside and get some sun, I get my vitamin D because vitamin D is one of those vitamins you can absorb from the sun. Some people absorb it better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are some, not a ton, but there are some decent sources of vitamin D in foods. um, Mushrooms being one of them. Uh, Even for those of us who do go out in the sun and we try to soak up some sunshine. I mean, we live in freaking Florida. Sunshine state. Mm -hmm. And I would pretty much place money on the fact that I'm vitamin D deficient without a supplement of some kind. Right. So vitamin D has just been incredibly, uh, I know it's been talked about a lot on sort of a related note. It's been, it's, I think they said it, the Googling for vitamin D in recent weeks, you know, it's, it's May, um, Recent weeks, vitamin D has like skyrocketed in the Google searches because there's been a bunch of information, misinformation, saying that vitamin D prevents COVID. Right. But the truth of the matter is that COVID, it's not, it's not like, it's not a vaccine. It's not, it's not a cure. Vitamin D is just a key component to supporting immune health. And having a strong, healthy immune system is truly one of the best ways that you can prevent and recover from COVID. So you see and hear it being used in even like treatments. We have a whole episode that we went down this. Um, I, I think last year, like a year ago. Yeah, I just looked back. I was trying to see. Go ahead, vamp, while I look what gave my exact. <laughs> and, I mean, we talked about this because there had been studies about how countries where vitamin D was not a deficiency for people. You know, the lifestyles and environments of those places they were not vitamin D deficient and how they had some of the lower COVID rates and also mortality rates were really low. Mm-hmm. So started there's there started to be a lot more information about how vitamin D like doctors were using it in recovery. Um, they were suggesting people take it to support, you know, the immune health and there was there was a surge, I think, of, of interest around the topic then, but it really comes down to the fact that vitamin D is just a crucial vitamin for your immune health in general. Right. Like, and it's it's not the only part of your immune health. Like, if you take vitamin D, which you can totally take too much of, by the way, um, so like know how much you should be taking, and don't be surprised when you get your supplements and they're like these teeny tiny little itty bitty little gel caps that very easily could you know drop and lose they're very small don't be surprised that oh this is all it is 
yes, it is. That's actually how much you need. Um, but if you, you, you could take all your vitamin D that you are required to take and everything, if you're not doing other things to support your immune health, you're still, yeah. you're still not going to be doing Very great. True. Yeah. This was from our previous episode discussing the, how vitamin D can help combat COVID-19 it was from September 28th, September 28th of last year. It was episode 230. I remember we talked oh, about how, I believe it was in Spain, how they did, basically they supplemented with COVID victims, gave them supplemental vitamin D in the hospital mm-hmm. and had a significant difference between the control group that didn't get vitamin D and those who did. And, you know, it was about a big difference. It was like a significant rate. amount of people who went to ICU yeah. or people who were essentially discharged from the hospital, you know. If you got your vitamin D, a lot of those people, very few of them went to the ICU. Most of them got discharged, and then the opposite essentially happened for those who didn't get vitamin D. Many went to the ICU opposed to getting discharged. So, And like I said, it's a very small study, so it's not definitely more of correlation, not causation. But as Shannon says, it's not going to be, you can't expect to have treated your immune system like, you know, the... Uh, uh, a forgotten stepchild and <laughs> and then all of a sudden just throw down vitamin D and be like and, I'm great you know, for three weeks in a row and expect to you know avoid COVID no it's not how it goes I mean there was even a study about how inactivity was way more important factor to um, basically catching COVID and suffering from COVID um, than even cancer or diabetes or obesity you know so it's like if you were basically late i wouldn't say lazy but if you were not on a regimented workout plan and you were very inactive you know that's going to also hinder your possibility of fighting covid doesn't matter how much covid of covid how much vitamin d you take so but to bring it full circle essentially not only supplementing with vitamin D a good idea, good idea, but also getting it in your diet with some mushrooms is a good idea. Yeah. You know, you get it. It's a win-win. You get some delicious food in your diet and beneficial supplement or vitamins. I've even heard people talk about like if if they needed to look at how to feed like populations of the world with like a a doable budget it wouldn't be meat first of all they're like that's stupid it would be mushrooms Mm -hmm. mushrooms would be the best sustainable food source for a population because it is nutrient dense and it's also i mean it's prolific right yeah i mean they grow on anything it does i mean yeah it's really, it's it's very magical when, and, you, when and you look at the science of it. Very funny you said that because magic mushrooms, when we talked about health, <laughs> yeah. you know, psilocybin, when we talk about the benefits of mushrooms, we talk mostly, you know, I guess, uh, you know, all, all aspects of health. I mean, psilocybin is now being used for depression or treatments for depression or anxiety or mm-hmm. microdosing. You know, I mean, I think Washington State actually legalized the use of mushrooms. So, 
it's a it's definitely a category of like you know it's it's food food is medicine so i mean it's a food that can be medicinal for multiple purposes so like you said and you know what's also interesting i always love to remind uh those vegans and vegetarians out there that not not that i'm trying to rub it in their face but mushrooms have more basically dna in common with humans than with plants so they're more closely related to animals i shouldn't say animals animals excuse me animals than plants yeah so and not that you know it's not that it makes a difference but it's 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 always an interesting concept that they have there i mean they really are their own kingdom you know like they are it's plants animals fungi so it's very yeah they're very there's a reason they're their Mm -hmm. own they're not and there's there, we wouldn't call them a vegetable. Yeah, and it's super interesting. I mean, the history of mushrooms. I mean, there's a lot of like linking of mushrooms to religious ceremonies and religious history and things oh, like that. Oh yeah. And, I mean, you talk about in like shamanism. And, well, even like, that. But I mean, you think some of the traditional stories of religion. Like, I mean, um, a lot. There was some association to uh, you know Christianity and psilocybin mushrooms mm-hmm. and. You know, and then uh, uh, Santa Claus with his red suit and stuff like that. They think, it, you know, it's associated with a red type of mushroom. I don't know if that's a psilocybin or not, but uh, um, they even talk about, you know, the Moses on the mountain, the whole story about the Ten Commandments, Moses in the burning bush. Yeah. Well, they talk about it wasn't exactly a, a mushroom, but that bush that burnt was a, called a, some type of bush that, basically if you burned it it gave off psychedelic fumes interesting so that's probably why they thought maybe he saw some sort of visions or something like that so yeah. i don't know it's all speculation but it's all it's very interesting stuff yeah know? so Martians, like i said it's a ma- it's very like you said magical i i think extent. they're i'm so interested to learn more about them and like i am i'm so happy that mushrooms have become a beloved food. I feel mm-hmm. like when I was younger, they were like, you know, that like, oh, there's a mushroom on my plate yeah. kind of thing. And you, you'd you see just like the plain ones, salads, just completely raw. And everyone would be like, ew, what do you mm-hmm. have the mushrooms? They were, they were not appreciated. They were not right. valued. But now, so happy they are getting the attention they deserve. And I mean, when you hear and read things like this about all the amazing things they can do for us as a food um and for health mm-hmm. yeah. awesome and you know it's uh love I the mushrooms say, it's kind of got me pumped real pumped yeah and we want to share what's got us pumped this week yeah and mine is actually something that you've already mentioned oh four sigmatic oh they sent us a little sample of coffee that they produce oh. that has mushrooms in it. You tried it. Uh-huh. I tried it, man, man, a couple of years ago, and now they actually sent us another sample. Yeah, out of the I blue. know. you got to love, like, if you get on, it's like one of the few mailing lists. <laughs> it really pays to be on their mailing list. Yeah. Because then they send out direct mail. It's not like some stinking little coupon they send you samples. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
So yeah, so I've got a little sample of coffee with mushrooms in it, and I'm going to sample it very soon. So that's what got me. If it comes with coffee, if it has to do with coffee, guys, I'm always going to be pumped. Yeah. You know, and so I'm... Mushrooms and coffee. Mushroom and coffee, win, win. Healthiest beverage on the planet, people. Come at me if you think I'm wrong. Mm. Well, um, something that you said earlier kind of sparked uh, the connection between what I'm pumped today. Mm -hmm. And that is the statement where you said food is medicine. Mm. Because that is a core principle for the thing that's got me pumped this week. And that is Ayurveda. And if you're scratching your head going, what did you just say? I said, are you beta? <laughs> and it is, um, I feel like it's, it's definitely experiencing a renaissance. I was first exposed to it when I took my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. But I have over the years, I've been studying a little bit here and there. It's just been super fascinating to me because Ayurveda is the study of life. It's the science, or not the study, it's the science of life. So it is, I mean, it, it encompasses all the different aspects of your health. And it doesn't, it's not a philosophy, it's not a theory. It is, and one of the exciting things that I'm now learning, it's being proven by modern science. Mm. Ayurvedic principles, things that are ancient, Vedic, like this is thousands of years ago wisdom. This is that's where this started. And it was down to just so many years of and generations of observation and study about life before we had microscopes and all the things we have now. They put together this sort of plan or layout of all the different aspects of life. And it's it's the most customized, like it's the best way that I can really describe of like it being unique to everybody because it follows these principles that everybody has a very specific, unique blend of these three doshas Mm -hmm. and it's the like three predominant um types and each one is attached to elements and they all make up each person's physical mental disposition their natural state of being but like to know where you are and how like how you're supposed to be healthy i think so many of us have struggled with that throughout our lives because we don't have any benchmark like we don't have we didn't get a guidebook with our bodies you mm-hmm. know veda does give you that and it goes into detail and this is what i've been studying recently that i've gotten so excited about is just getting back into how this dosha blend um, that is so unique to each person and then essentially is sort of, it's like how it prescribes your, how you, how sort of living your life is 
is prescribed by keeping that balance and how you do that through sleep, nutrition, movement, all these like these these six key ways to your overall health. And I'm learning about all these pieces now and it's super interesting and my brain is just like constantly firing and I'm applying these things to my experiences and like I've had people taking the the quiz to find out what their dosha, like their what, what their dominant dosha is and what their kind of unique blend of the three doshas are. And it's so telling about who we are naturally and also how we might have gotten away from that and how we can bring ourselves back into balance. It's just so exciting because it's a it's such a great way to look at life. And I'm learning about the modern science that is really saying, well, yeah, this, this Ayurveda said this for thousands of years. And now science is also proving the same thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So cool. I love the combination of like ancient and, you know, science. Yeah, exactly. That's good. It's exciting. Good. That is something to be pumped for. Yeah, you learned yes. your dosha, your dosha blend this week. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yep, interesting stuff. All right, well, hopefully this whole podcast episode had some interesting stuff for you guys out there. And if it did, please let us know by leaving a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. You got anything else for him tonight? No. All right, this has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. True. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.